I've got to be honest, that I cannot believe that that absolute shower of, and I'm not going to swear, that absolute shower of, help me out, lads. Manure, thank you, Gaz. Um, <laughs> that was the Cardiff Swansea game on on Saturday. I'm 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 so glad I didn't go. Up before yeah. COVID, I went to every South Wales derby, at least home game, because obviously it was a bubble. I'm so glad I didn't go on reflection. As a as a Cardiff City fan absolutely disgusted with that performance they should hang their heads in shame they should indeed my young man they should they, it was it was bad it was not good i mean now, you know me <laughs> i'm like yourself i've been there since the division three days watching the cardiff and they were outplayed really weren't they i mean they were yeah they were a shambles it was everything was wrong so I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to But What Do We Know? Episode 10, I think. I lose count every week. <laughs> Tonight we are joined by a very special guest, uh, a good friend to all of us for many years, but uh, an even longer friend of the Cardiff City, Cardiff City faithful is uh, Mr. Brian. Uh, we'll give you a name, Brian. You'll be inundated by people wanting your autograph. Um, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, so Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for letting me come on. I've been looking forward to it. We thought we'd uh, we uh, we thought we'd have you on because, as I just said, as a lifelong Cardiff fan since the Division Three days, like you just said, we wanted to get your perspective on what what's happening at Cardiff City at the moment. Um, why are they so rubbish? Um, why why can't they just get themselves up for a derby though? Because it always seems like Swansea, and I hate them with a passion. I'm not going to lie. I don't care if there's any Swansea fans listening. I don't get why though. Fair play to them. I take my hat off, but my headset will come off. But I don't get why they're always up for a derby more than Cardiff. No, you're right. But I have actually done some research, and I've no, oh, we don't do research on this. I've even I've even gone on to, and I told Gareth this. I went on to the Swansea City website and checked some of their Get stuff on. out that they've been putting on, oh, and God. even even in their pre-match preparation before they even started the game, what they did pre-match uh, is is. They've done everything right in getting ready for this this derby. In what way then? What did they do? Okay, well, what they basically did is before the game, they went at the stadium before they left, and they did their media did a special video message of support for all from all like the back staff area and all of the Swansea fans, basically showing them what it meant to them to win the game and messages of support which you know that you can imagine is going to get them up for the match and get them ready showing them what just basically what it meant to them as a club as a team as supporters what it means just to beat us you know especially doing the double after a hundred well, never years. been done yeah yeah you know? um and i've just that just that alone i think the preparation you know, getting them motivated, that alone is, you know, before they've even set down the road to come to us, you know, I mean, you can't fault them for that. 
they were ready for it before they even got on that bus. Mm. Yeah, that, you can't fault them. Some people say uh, it's a bit it's a bit deep for Friday night, but some people say in in war or in sports, sometimes the game is won before it even starts. Um, up, up here anyway, and I'm pointing to my head because obviously this is an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's exhibit A. What's that? Exhibit A, Dan is pointing to his head. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, and and I think, yeah, the reason I say that is I think Swansea probably, uh, that game was won by Swansea before it started because Cardiff, they just looked half-assed and weren't up for it, which is very disappointing. And I think of what you said last week, Gaz, about derbies and Derbies of the lifeline or the lifeblood of sport, I think you said. About this. Yeah, the lifeblood of sport. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it just uh, it was just it was just embarrassing to be honest. Seven uh, nil is the uh, yeah. aggregate score we've lost to Swansea this season. Yeah. I mean, that is a that's disgusting. Yeah, that's absolutely disgusting. I, I, I want to give a little bit of a shout out uh, to Chloe Mahoney because I was having problems finding. Uh, the manager's uh, press conference after, to be honest with you. And um, she, she's a Cardiff City uh, supporter. She went to the home and away. And uh, she she pointed me the right direction to get hold of the uh, the manager's press conferences. So I just wanted to say thanks to Chloe Mahoney for helping me out on that one. And, did, uh, she you, wa- what, did you actually go to the press conference? No, it's on the, it was on the Cardiff City site. Uh, we'll no, I just, I'm glad it's probably a good thing you didn't mate. you probably not, would have knocked uh, Morrison out wouldn't you well I was screaming at the uh, laptop uh, you know me uh, from our days at the city I've got a lot to say about that press conference but I've cooled down since since I last heard and I can sort of I can sort of see his point of view from a manager's prospect, I suppose. Oh, that's a bit controversial. I suppose. I'm trying. I'm trying to see it from his point of view. But, yeah, I wasn't impressed. And I can see why a lot of people were not impressed with what he had to say. It begs the question, Mike. Um, is, is there any, like... Uh, you know, sometimes when teams get an absolute battering and get embarrassed and people be like, oh, you should get your money back... I mean, should Cardiff City refund their supporters for that absolute travesty? Why, why, why are you asking me that question? Just trying to include you. All right, no. never mind. Brian, yes. should yes. Cardiff City... <laughs> yes. I, I, have, I do have a question for Brian, though. And it's... Okay. Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, okay. let, right, let, let, so, so, yeah, so they, you, you reckon they should refund? Uh, well, Chloe actually suggested that their money even could go to charity, which I think was also a good suggestion from Chloe, uh, because they don't deserve to get their wage bill from that game at all, because they didn't show up. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good suggestion, even if the fans don't get it, if it goes to some sort of charity, rather than the players. I like that, yeah. It'd be a a token gesture, wouldn't it? Yeah, so again, I'll give Chloe credit for that suggestion. Um, I think it's a good suggestion. All right, Mike. Sounds, like we, I'll, I'll got, sounds like we should have got Chloe on the podcast instead of Brian. <laughs> He's done all the work. Um, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a question. It's a... He's done all the work. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at it. I've got my pen and paper and everything. Look, oh, I tell right. you, I, yes, tell my you, man. I tell you, I started podcast one with a pen and paper. Like by podcast two, it was it was all out it the window. Gone. It was gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> namely i can't read my own handwriting when i'm scribbling stuff down 
but that's that's a that's a different story. But here's a serious question: Would you take the losses against Swansea to finish in a higher league position than them? <laughs> um. This is like the England Wales. You mentioned something like this a few weeks ago, oh. didn't you? Um, <laughs> no, you've got to beat your local. You've got to beat your local team, or at least compete. Compete. Show some sort of effort. You've got to give the fans something to get behind, no matter what team you are, whether it's Cardiff, Swansea, whatever team. You've got to give them something to get behind because they're not going to support you and they're just going to be you off the pitch, basically. Um, so first of all, I'd say it's start competing and then if you can get a win, fair enough. But fans don't seem to mind as much if they could see some sort of effort being put in if you lose. Interestingly, I, watched, I was watching a film yesterday called United and it was based around the the Munich plane disaster uh, for Manchester United and yeah. um, David Tennant who plays one of the one of the managers um, he was actually the la he played the he played the character of the last Welsh manager to take Wales to a World Cup finals but he said that fans were more likely to um, forgive you if you take a shot and miss than if you don't take your shot at all. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it was a convoluted way. I've had a few jeans. How was that a, a cliche at the end of it? It's not. It was a direct quote from him. It's not me. This is not going <laughs> in the script jar by you today. Almost. Almost. Well, I, I, I just said almost. Not far off. <laughs> they want to see you having a go, don't they? Your fans want to see you having oh, a go. I don't use that. They you'd do. Be saying, you'd be you saying know? you miss 100% of the shots you, you don't make in a minute. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I have actually written down the shots on target. <laughs> and the uh, shots on target. Oh, from, God, not shots on target. Jesus. There was four shots on, by Swansea, okay, on target out of the 12 that they had. The, so, obviously, all four were the ones that turned into goals. So how you many can't, shots, on, how many shots on target did Cardiff have? Two out of ten. I wish I'd put a bet on that one, though, rather than tonight's game. So, I mean, you can't complain with four shots on target and four goals, can you? I mean, and that, uh, uh, that's 100%. Well, exactly. And then you got that, what's his name? Aubin Thanks for that, Femme, or whatever his name is, Aubin Femi, however you pronounce it, with his two goals. And he had an outstanding game, to be fair to him. Yeah. And, well, the whole team did. I mean, I, I, I tell you what, they, they impressed me. If they're passing move, they were pressing, they were fighting, they wanted it more, and that's what was lacking. Well, but do you, I can but see Gareth laughing. You're, I'm doing Mike's cliches here, am I? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If it, if if it was a if it was a boxing match, then you know they would have thrown in the towel a lot earlier because uh, yeah. Cardiff were getting. They would have stopped well, it because Cardiff. I mean, in back. fairness to Cardiff, oh, I'll give them a little bit of credit. The first ten minutes of the second half, in fairness to them. They came out and started showing some signs of improvement. But then I think, what was it, the 57th minute when that guy scored? And uh, it sort of flew apart, really, after that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And they were just chasing the game then and chasing shadows, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Loose and tattoos. That's <laughs> what we've uh, had on yet, is it? On a, on a on a serious note, right? And I hate to say this, but Swansea have got their act together. They got yes. good players. Yeah. They always invest in. Um, they always buy good players. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardiff have a, a philosophy of, oh, that is not good enough for Cardiff. It's not good enough for Cardiff. And then they buy players and who never play. Um, I, I, you know, just Cornelius is the first one who jumps into my head. I know that was a, that's a few managers ago and a few years ago, but it's my that's my point. You know, it doesn't matter who comes in. We're the same philosophy, and that all starts with the management. Whereas yes. Swansea have a much better board who know how to run a football club. Cardiff don't, and mm. and the, and the result is what you see. You know, me- mediocrity all the time. Um, not really going to do anything. I haven't done anything the last couple of seasons. Not going to do anything this season. So, I know, Mike, your question was, would you rather finish higher and lose in a derby game? Well, for Cardiff, we're only a couple of places above the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. Luckily, because both, I think, was at Reading and Derby, have been duck points this season. Otherwise, yeah. we probably would be in a relegation zone. And then we can't even get ourselves up for a derby when we're, you know, at the bottom half of the table. So, yeah, I, it's... It's shocking, and you know, Swansea have got their act together, and and you know, we should as as the capital city, we are your capital. No, <laughs> we should, yeah, we, we we should be the biggest team in Wales, you know. So yeah, and to give them credit, after the game, you could see again with the players from Swansea, they went over to the fans, you know, and uh, were egging them on and celebrating with them. And the manager went over and started doing the same thing. You could see the players and the manager, just how much it meant to them. And to me, I was looking at the Cardiff players and they were all smiles, shaking hands. And I'm like, well, no, what the hell are you smiling at? Yeah. You've just been embarrassed at home in front of your home supporters. And it didn't look to be one disappointed face. And that to me is not acceptable. But um, even, even when no. they lost, even when they lost the ball, Cardiff. When they lost the ball, there was no yeah. like, ah, oh, it's a derby game, and the crowd were obviously getting, you know, really annoyed. And they, yeah. just, they just can be asked. And that, you know, no, it, there was, it was there was no uh, pressing, no pressure, there was no fight, no passion. Like I said, there was nothing for the crowd to want to get behind. When and we used to go down the city. When we used to go down the city, yeah, it's a bloody good thing we weren't there on Saturday. Oh God! Yeah. When when we used to go down the city, um, we we've seen we've seen some bad games in our times, but when we used to go down there, you, th- there was most games a bit of passion, and we've been to a few derbies as well. You know, we've been to a few wins, a few losses, and things like that. But some of the Cardiff players who have no real allegiance to Cardiff. Um, they're not Welsh, they're not from Cardiff. I know, obviously, there's, there's players like Ledley and, and Paul Parry when we used to go down there and things like that. But you think about Chopra and you think about Barfoy and things like that. But fair mm-hmm. play to that. Chris Burke, you know, Burke will tear yeah. you up. Yeah, but, yeah. but, like, they, they got up for it, you know. And, and Barfoy yeah. actually came out on Twitter and said, like, Cardiff should, you know, the Cardiff fa- uh, players. Well, Blakey, be. can you imagine Blakey putting that yeah. kind of performance in? Blakey would have broken someone's leg before, you know, half time was over. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so, this is the thing that they they don't seem to care. They yeah. don't seem to care. They will not die for that shirt like they like they would have back in the you know, like the Andy Leg days and the, you know Kavanaghs and all that days. You know, they they die for the shirt back then, and they just won't do that no more. No, and sure I don't know how you go about old. changing that. Yeah, I, I was going to. Well, like I say, it all starts at management. Change? 
Well, does it though? But because I read a I read a report rumor that there's supposed to be a takeover in the offing. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Who did you read that from? Is that from Chloe? No. No. I I, I, I think it was Wales on. I think it was Wales online. So I. I I've I mean, seen the same thing. Yeah. Uh, power, uh, t- I think they mentioned that they're losing two million a week or something. I've seen. So uh, he's looking to sell up, apparently. But I'm struggling to think who would want to buy it at the moment, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because whoever takes that on has got a massive job on their hands because the whole structure of the club needs to be changed. Yeah. The whole structure from, you know. You, you could end up with a Mike Ashley. <laughs> Do you know what? Call me controversial, but. Maybe the best thing for Cardiff is to get relegated. Just get everybody out of the club for a while. Yeah. Get rid of, get rid of the deadwood. Yeah. Get the players. <laughs> get the players who want to play for the shirt in. Get the right management. Build it. Build it in a lower league, and then and then. Get players who will leave it all on the pitch. Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I think of us lads, right? And when we used to play football, like we were yeah. absolute rubbish, but. We always tried our best. We always played for the shirt, didn't we? Exactly. We, always did. we may be losing 20 nil, but we'd lose. We'd give it we were still running around. We were still yeah. running around. We were still you know. running everything, you know? <laughs> I say slowly. running around, yeah, very slowly. <laughs> I'd still be no. arguing with the ref about the 16th, 17th and 18th goal they've scored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would. And we usually used to win most, most of the time, the second half, didn't yeah. we? Like, yeah, you know... If it was 20 nil at half time, you know, the final score would be 21 2 or something like that. Yeah. So we always came up with I, I always came up with um, man in a match almost every week, even though I conceded 20 goals. It's because if I would have scored, they would have scored 50 don't say, without don't me. Say, being, don't, yeah. don't say that. You, 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 you're not painting us in a very good light if you're man of the match every week, mate. <laughs> it well, it was when I used to ghost in like a milk float to the back post. <laughs> I mean, you said it last week. Every now and again, he'd come up with that bit of skill, though, wouldn't he? And surprised oh, a lot of us, including yeah. himself. Yeah, definitely. The EEO. I'm, sure, I'm sure there was one. There was one game. I'm sure he was like a seal, and he was running along, and he sort of like headed the ball and about three times in a row while he was running. He was sort of like yeah. himself. <laughs> Incredible <laughs> scenes, absolutely. Oh, you can't coach that. You, you, you can't, mate. You can't coach oh, that. God. You might have that on video camera somewhere. Who knows? That, no. I mean, that's that the sort of thing showing... that would go viral now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick it on TikTok. Or... It wouldn't be the Cruyff. Uh, it'd be the Fowler. <laughs> oh, shit. Was... Shouldn't see your name. It's all right. That's oh, fine. <laughs> so, yeah. And then... And then Mike, you know, speaking of football, I gotta be honest, mate. That game tonight was boring. It wasn't good. <laughs> I, I, who cares I, about the performance when they get the when they get the victory, though? At this so, stage of the so, season. So tell our millions of listeners why you're a Newcastle fan. I've been a Newcastle fan for oh, as long as I can remember. Mm. Sort of since I was like twelve or thirteen. So I sort of remember the. I remember the the fun years in the in the mid nineties, sort of the, the the flair players beating Man United five nil, losing to them four nil, beating Liverpool four three, losing to oh, Liverpool four three. 
plenty of shots on target in that game. And, and, and that sort of that's in the that was in the time when you used to have two, um, two league basically two leagues before you got into the Champions League. So you play your first mini league, and then the top two would go into a second league before it went to the knockout phases of the Champions League. And Alan Shearer broke broke his leg in that season, so we had a we had a, a centre half playing up front, and we lost our first three games in the, the pool phase of the Champions League. And then we won our next three and we were the only team to qualify from doing stuff from that. And at one stage, I think Juventus were in our, were in our um, mini league as well. Um, and we were playing PSV. Um, and I'm talking sort of mid, mid, late 90s, early 2000s. And at one stage, we needed the result from Juventus to go in our favour and we needed to win. And within like the state of 15 minutes, we were top of the group. We were second. We were out of the Champions League. We were second again. We were out of the Champions League. And then we scored. Craig Bellamy actually scored 4-3. Kieran Dyer hit the post. And then Bellamy knocked it in. And Dyer said, i got to let the strikers gotta let the strikers feel good about themselves. Or, or he said some, something like that. And then we got to the next phase. And I think we, we actually got all the way to the quarters or semi-finals that season. But Newcastle, they're they kind of one of these, like in the mid-90s, I think they were everyone's second favourite team just because of the players that they had. I mean, we had Ginola, you know, Peter Beardsley, Shearer up front. I mean, put your house on Shearer scoring when he's in the penalty box, like his movement. We had we had a, we had a crack in defence. You know, our goalkeeper was probably one of the best in the league. He moved to Manchester City just as they started getting all the oil money in as well. So we had a, a season or so at um, Manchester City. Um, but yeah, I, and it's, uh, I've just always have. Um, and I think it's probably because it wasn't Man United or Liverpool, which is what everyone in school at the time were, were, were supporting. And, you know, I've taken the rough with it. I mean, I've, I've seen two relegations. I've, I've seen a 12-point loss at the top of the Premier League for Man United to come in and uh, <laughs> to come in and, and take it. I'd love it if we beat them. I'd love it. it. I'd love it. I would. They, um, they've but, still got to come here, and they've still got to they've still got to yeah. win. Or is it? Yeah, they've still got to get. Brilliant the stuff. That would brilliant. I would love it. I would love it if we beat them. I don't know why I did a, <laughs> a Birmingham accent. I don't think he's from Birmingham. But. Uh, no, I'd love it if we beat them. <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of those. It's it, they've always been there. And I think and it was my grandfather's team as well, and he was the one that introduced me into into football as well. So Ah, that makes sense. So yeah. that that because I he spent he spent a, a few years up there. He, in fact, my grandfather used to play football many years ago. And the old the old urban legend in the family was he would he was called up for Wales schoolboys, but when the game was on, because obviously he, he was born in like the twenties, so he didn't stay in school much over past fourteen or fifteen because they all went out working, um, that he had left school, so he wasn't eligible to play for the schoolboys. That's a shame. But that's the, yeah. that's the, that's the, urban, the urban legend anyway. And my nan used to say he had a flat head because of the head in the football all the time. Because it was the big, you know, the leather medicine balls. Yeah. Like big balls back in those days. <laughs> Manhandling balls. <laughs> or... Was it last week? Brian handling balls. No, it was ball, oh. it's ball, ball handling hands. 
but you had your Dan handling hands on. That's right. Yeah, when I lifted him up at that Cardiff game with his crutch. But I think I had to gin up that too many because I, I, I actually said Dan handling Dan's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, that was a good day. That was that was a good it was. day. It was a good day. Trapper trap scored in the second minute, and I was on my crutches. Yeah. 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 Do you remember? Um, do you remember Chelsea away in two thousand and ten? Yes, I, think it was, well. I always remember that game when yeah. we were running for that park, and you said it was a well, great we were running somewhere, <laughs> and you said on, like on, Ethiopian or something like that. Kenyan, wasn't it? Kenyan, that's it. You were all running. It, we were. I yeah. can't remember why we were running. We were running for some cemetery. reason. No, I think it was because we were getting that's late it. for kickoff, wasn't it? We I can't remember. Else. And he just turned around and I went, flipping up, boys. I feel like a Kenyan. And we just thought we all lost it. We were in stitches. Yeah, and that's not a racial thing, by the way, for anybody. No, no, no. It's just because I'm just saying that we felt like a marathon runner. Yeah. Um, And then it kicked off after the match, didn't it? That was when that massive fight happened after the match. Yeah, which you can see on YouTube, by the way, if anybody wants to have a look at. Um, You'll see Brian there in the middle. I'm not joking. Um, But um, that guy on the bus, yeah, yeah. I still see him down the city now and now. I still see him down the city. Is is his nose any better? No, no. well, no. Yeah. It's not. It's like obviously it stopped bleeding now. You know, it was on the other side of his face that day. Twelve years later, but you could tell. You know, when someone's broke their nose really bad yeah. for the rest of their life, now you could. You know, it's like well, it was. A, it was bad though. One yeah. of it, yeah, it, it yeah, kicked off. Know. It absolutely kicked off over nothing. But, over the photo being taken. That was some guy asking. Can I just? I think it was all the way back. It was another South Wales derby this weekend as well. Last weekend in the Welsh. Yes. In the Welsh Premier League, Cardiff Barry Town versus Cardiff Met. Barry oh, won for the first time in, I think it's about five or six matches against Cardiff Met. Was it home or away, Mike? It was. It was home. It was. A, it was one nil. It was a penalty. But they seem to the Met seem to have to have this sort of hold over Barry. They always manage to beat them. <laughs> We'll have to go to one of those games. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go to the Met one. It's on the top of. It's really cold up there. It's, it's, but you'll you'll see more passion in those games than you will in in. Uh, in well. Uh, yeah. From did Cardiff, you, Cardiff City anyway? Did you by chance happen to see the press conference at all? Um, since I mentioned it earlier, with the Cardiff manager. Well, no, I've been talking to you. So you haven't seen the press conference. Uh, uh, right. So basically, he said, um, it doesn't matter if we lose 1-0 or 12-0. At the end of the day, we lost. It's just another game. It is what it is. We move on. No. He won't be saying that if he gets relegated that. on goal difference. <laughs> and I was like, um, <laughs> I was like, well, no. And he was like, uh, we've we've only lost, like we won one in four or something, I think he said before this. Um, and I think he was trying to sort of like, you know, sort of like shrug it off, I suppose, as a manager probably should do. But you've got to get up for the, the, the derby, like I said, you know, I mean. That's not what fans want to hear straight after the game as well. No, if, that, I mean, if that's his mentality, that explains just, if that is his mindset, that explains why they yeah. went up for the derby. They well, this is it. it. This is it. I mean, if you're saying you don't mind, if it doesn't matter if it's one or 12. Well, yeah, it does. 
It does. I'm sorry. It does. If you, you know, if you get battered, you don't, you don't want to see it, especially when you're paying five, six hundred pound a season ticket, which it is for the season for the Cardiff. Yeah. It's a lot of money, you know. And that's nobody that's the same wants- price as one ticket for the All Blacks game for Wales. <laughs> <laughs> We'll come on to that, but it, 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 it's bad enough, you know, losing, and it's bad enough your arch rival when it comes to a fan base, you know, gloating and and you know, singing and rubbing it in your face. When it's four nil, yeah, and yeah, and when it's four nil, they're going easy, yeah. easy, yeah. easy. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean he, he he went on. <laughs> I wasn't impressed with this press conference, by the way. He went on then to start having a go at the fans. And uh, he was like, with the fact that they were giving him verbals from the sideline, and who were they to give him verbals? And well, we pay uh, you know, your we... wages, mate. That's who we are. Here we go. And he was like, you know, I've got to stand there like the consummate professional and and not react. Well, you can say what all these verbals to me for ninety minutes, and of course uh, we can. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, like I said, they've paid five, six hundred pound for a season ticket. They've got more than a right to have their say when they're spending that kind of money. I mean, how much money is he on as a manager? Thousands. Oh, thousands. there we go. He's back. And, uh, I mean, come on. I mean, to say that you haven't got the right to have an opinion as a fan, if I could reach through the internet and slap them across the face, I would have. Sounds like he's lost the dressing room. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, it was bad enough when I used to play, and uh, now uh, to have it as a manager is even worse. Well, I tell you what, mate, you can't handle it. Get the heck out of the damn job, and don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. And we'll find somebody else to manage us. I'm available because well, I reckon right. I could do a goddamn better job than you, mate. Well, I think maybe... at least then they'll show some passion. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think, I, think, yeah, I, think, I do think that's been the problem, though, for Cardiff, especially the last few seasons when playing Swansea. Is, is every every manager that we seem to have had has tried to downplay it. Yeah. It's like the Swansea managers and staff, whatever, have always played yeah. up to it. Yeah, mm. like I said, you know, they did those messages of support. Player, yeah. You want to get stuck into your, your yeah. rivals. You, you want to leave like. Stud marks on like Get the into, um, rival. Break the leg. <laughs> Can I just say I was distracted through all of that because Gareth has very expressive eyebrows. And when he was talking, they were. Oh. Like, <laughs> you remember the milk tray you know advert? <laughs> milk tray advert. <laughs> now you mention it, though. Yeah, it does look. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit. That's a bit spooky. Very seductive. <laughs> I wouldn't say seductive. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> But um, but yeah, about my eyebrows. <laughs> now you 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 hit the nail on the head there, though, guys. I think um, yeah, like say the last few Cardiff managers have tried to downplay it. Uh, Swansea, the opposite, you know, they've got them up for it, mm. and uh, and that's a different the showed on difference, the really. Yeah, I mean, showed on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardiff. Cardiff could do a lot worse than than perhaps look at a Welsh manager. Um, well, to, to, you know. wasn't Earnshaw in the run or Bellamy was possibly mentioned as well? I think and Bellamy then, was possibly mentioned, wasn't he? And I think Mark Hughes as well, mainly might have been mentioned a few years back. Mm. But I'm not sure if anyone, any of them would want it now. Well, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. The responsibility and all the 
the the crap that comes with it. I don't know yeah, if they'd want it. It's that if Tan, though, especially if Tan does decide to go, are they going to want to put that kind of pressure put on them as a new manager? Possibly, if it is Bellamy, would you want that kind of pressure as a new manager if Tan goes? Because you know you're not going to be able to buy no one then. Like you know, depending on who yeah. comes in, you're going to have to sell all your. Well, not that there's many decent players, but you know. <laughs> You're gonna to have to sell what is decent, and possibly go down to Division One and start again. If you yeah. can, if the club can afford to even do that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's you know, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns. It's it's not it's not looking good at the moment, is it? It's not going to be an easy fix, unfortunately. Whatever happens. <laughs> Quite right. Quite right. <laughs> but yeah, as as. Yeah, I don't know. There's not many uh, players at the moment that... Well, th- yeah, there's a lot of players at the moment that are just not up to par. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. They just don't make the cut at the moment. So. No, no. <laughs> anyway, um, Brian, it's been great having you on. Um, thank you for joining. Thank no, you no problem. Pleasure to be here. And uh, I'm, o- I'm open to come back again, like I say, if you do any more or... You know what? I'd love to come back again. We'll definitely have you back on again. No problem at all. Okay. You take care of yourself. He's been on best behaviour because I was expecting. I know he has. I told you I was going to be well behaved. I I I did once. I I've got to give credit, but that's good for me. (laughs) 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 All right. Take it easy, lads. Cheers, Bryce. Take care, buddy. Oh, I've got to try and work out what I've got to do. <laughs> what do I press? Oh, I've got no idea. <laughs> oh, maybe it's the telephone. There you go. Oh, uh, so oh, that was Brian, our, our most loyal fan. And maybe our only listener, but he, he's he's the best listener. He's, he's, he's a good egg, that kid. Um, anyway, guys. Um, talk talk to me. What was last Saturday like? The uh, the Wales Scotland game, fantastic game. The, the women did the, the the country proud again, two out of two. The task gets a bit harder now with uh, the next couple of games, England, France, etc. Um, but what was it like Saturday? First of all, my giant A4 ticket managed to get us in, <laughs> even if it was colour, and I wasn't the only one. So I'm, I'm still I'm so I'm not as grumbly as that. Um, we found it difficult to find anywhere to have any refreshment, didn't we, Gar? Because there was queues everywhere. Yeah, in in the city centre especially, it was. We did go to Burger King, but uh, too busy. Busy. Hmm. So we had to set up for the breaks. We set up for the breaks. But can I just say, once we were in the ground, like. And I'm going to keep banging on about it. For the £10 a ticket, there was live music in there. There was all sorts of little events going on. There was like um, a passing challenge for the kids and there was a kicking the football at an inflatable... There was kicking a football at an inflatable dartboard type thing. Um, but So there was there was other little bits going on that was... And it was a quite a nice atmosphere then, I thought. It was very family-friendly. Um and then we decided to sort of find out, make our little positions in the terraces um, and then watch people who were not really understanding. They didn't have a seat number. 
like they could just stand anywhere they want and they were looking confused at that. Um, and there was I also think I, people... I think that's us tomorrow. That is us tomorrow. Yeah. Well, there's going to be any seat number or anything on it. It'll just say North Terrace. Um, we did find quite a decent little spot, didn't we, Gap? Yeah. yeah and we found ourselves on the news as well. We I definitely spotted yeah. the news. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. The atmosphere was there. There was I've been to a couple of men's senior games and I thought there was a much better atmosphere. Um, the recent games I've been than mm. than there have been on there. There's They've got like this remote control car that picked up quite a bit oh, of speed out the camera on it as well. Remote control cars, I tell you. <laughs> but it was, it was quite, it was quite a cool one. But you know, it was a good result. I think you could feel the tension in the crowd during the first half. And I said to you, Gal, I turned around and said to you, something happens in the second half, and you could just feel the atmosphere change in the ground. And I said to you, I said, we're going to go on and win this from here. Did you have a bet on? I did actually. Ah, did you win it? Yeah, well, of course, Wales won. Okay, good. Well done. Awesome. And it was a bonus point victory as well. So you know, I mean, it was it was a good advert for the game, um, for the game of rugby. And I thought there was a lot of skill on show from both sides. And you know, some more endeavour. And I think some of the some of the senior Welsh players, men's players, need to need to look at the passion and the pride shown last yeah. Saturday that we seen to show this is what playing for the shirt really looks like. This is this is what it's like to express yourself um with with the skill level that was on show. And and and, and playing for the full 80 minutes as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that's and there was some there was some there was some big hits going on as well. There were some big hits involved there. Mm. Yeah. So um well, I enjoyed it. I, I, I loved every minute of it. I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, so um, yeah, well done, well done, girls. Like I say, the task gets a bit harder now. Um, moving on to sort of tomorrow, so it's a big game for Cardiff and um, and the Scarlet. So it's a repeat fixture of last week. Um, now last week yeah. Cardiff got completely outplayed, um, which which is saying something. <laughs> because the state of the Welsh regions at the moment, as we've said on previous podcasts, isn't really very good. So um, when you get hammered by another region, you must be in trouble. Um, from a Welsh point of view, I was really, really pleased with... Um, so from a Cardiff point of view, I was disappointed. From a Welsh point of view, I was really um, happy in a way, though, with the performance of Sam Costello. So I thought he was, um, I thought he was awesome. Like his, his kicking was good. His, his passing was good, his movement. And then that, that, that solo try he had was, was awesome. You know, that had everything, had a bit of, uh, bit of good footwork, um, a bit of pace, a bit of pace, as Jonathan Davis would say. And um, yeah, he's, he's, he's only 21. And I remember watching him for the under 20s. Uh, and, you know, he was, he was good. He was good then. Um, but I think he is he's the next fly half for Wales, that consistent fly half for Wales, I do. I think he's Dan Bigger's real 
success, if you like. I know you got your Callum Sheedy, and 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 I, and I do like Callum Sheedy. I know you got your Reese Priestland, but he's past it. Let's be honest. Mm. I know you got your your Jared Evans, but he's never really been able to cut it at international level. But we'll see how he plays tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. Sam Costello could be the the future uh, number ten for Wales. Thoughts? Well, I mean, I tend to agree. To be honest, you like if if I mean if you if you'd asked me two three years ago, I would have said Evans was going to mm. be like the next sort of Welsh ten. But as good as he's played for Cardiff, he hasn't quite been able to sort of replicate that form. Or, at the international level, although he he has had limited opportunities, um, but I don't think I don't I I can't see him cut I can't see him cutting it at international level. Unfortunately, what um, Costello? No, um, Evans. Oh, Evans, yeah. Um, yeah. Costello is very promising. Mm. He seems to have bulked up a bit. In fairness, yeah, so, um, yeah, definitely. Really, he should get plenty of game time at the Scarlets now. So mm. going forward, because obviously Patchell's here, but Patchell, when fit, will be number yeah. one outside of like the Welsh squads. Um, that's like the only time he's likely to not be available. So, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, like he's a promising prospect. Yeah. Well. Um... Costello's starting tomorrow. So Scarlets have got um, Johnny McNichol starting at fullback. Uh, Tom Rogers then. Um, Jonathan Davis. Johnny Williams. So two Welsh centres there. Johnny Williams, obviously, a Welsh centre as well. Not picked, I believe, in the Six Nations squad by uh, by by Pivak. Pivak. Um, I'm not going there again. Um <laughs> But um, but yeah, so Scarlett's got a good back line there. Quite a, well, pretty much all Welsh one. Uh, it is all Welsh one. And then, um, in fact, I'm trying to think. I think apart from number eight, and so you've got number four, Sam Lucy, and number eight, um, Kalamafoni. I think they're all Welsh, which is good. Um, so uh, it'll be it'll be good for us to, to see that because we mentioned it a few weeks ago. It's amazing how uh, you know the, we're seeing the same players that played a few weeks ago, and yet the ticket price is uh, are twenty five percent the cost of, um, of of the price that you would pay for a Wales international. But there we go. Cardiff got Matthew Morgan starting at fullback, um, but I'm pleased. I'm excited to see Owen Lane starting on the wing, um, and Theo Cabango. Who's um, shows promise as well over the last couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I think yeah should be a good game. I'm hoping to see some tries again. Something we didn't really see from Wales in the Six Nations. Oh, stop it, Dan! Stop it! Don't be so cynical. Um, but yeah, should, should be a good game. But yeah, some, some good talent. But there's some good future talent. I think is really is the the point that I'm trying to get off. Um, that's what I'm most excited about is to see you know potential players hopefully get considered for South Africa. Uh, the South Africa tour and the World Cup next year playing tomorrow. Um, so yeah, should be should be a good game. I'm, uh, I'm just looking forward to sort of spending time with you guys at a, a match because we've talked so much about rugby in the last ten or eleven 
weeks. We've actually not, when we've seen, we watch games on TV and in pubs and that, but we've actually not been as the group to a live game. So I'm I'm quite looking forward to quite looking forward to that. Yeah, and you I get agree. to listen to you get to listen to me referee the whole 80 minutes then. I know we might have to record it as an extra special for. But what do we know? It um, will be. But what do we know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it's funny actually. Just just quickly, uh, you mentioned the issue you had with refreshments, and I know that was actually I think outside the Arms Park, wasn't it? You were, you were referring to. But I remember when we went the last time to see a rugby game there, Gaz. Do you remember how long we were waiting for a pint in the end? We just gave up. <laughs> It was like forty minute wait. Wasn't it, it was, wasn't it? It was like, ridiculous. We didn't even get close to getting certain. Didn't even get close. So we just gave up. But you know, it was annoying because we missed about twenty minutes of the second half. We went down a half time. Thought we'll go get a pint. And obviously, and yeah. honestly, it was it was abysmal. Hopefully, it's not like that tomorrow. Um, but obviously, because of COVID, that must have been what three years ago, guys. That's gone quick. Isn't yeah, it? I think it was. Wasn't it? it was like a Leinster game, wasn't it? Yeah, Pretty but sure um. It was a but yeah, looking forward to that. So we'll uh, we'll just finalise the plans for that off here. Um, but um, me and Gareth did make it through. I know you had security fears for us, but but we we made it there and back in one piece. So you know, thank yeah. you to our army of fans who uh, didn't, who, who didn't trample respected you, to death. That, respected our our dignity, and and we just wanted <laughs> to be there to watch a game. So we weren't mobbed. Although, funnily, someone was waving from one end of the terrace, and I thought they were waving, and I almost waved back and realised they were waving <laughs> to someone a bit further on. I thought, I thought, here we go. I get, I get big time now. Some people recognise us <laughs> from the old podcast. Uh, well, one day, back. one day, I promise you, one day. Um, other rugby news. So Wales announced sort of international mm-hmm. fixtures. Um, Dates and tickets for uh, prices um, for uh, the Autumn Internationals. So we're going to have New Zealand again, Australia again, and Georgia and Argentina. So we might beat Georgia, um, <laughs> but I'm not hopeful for the other three games. But Gaz, you, you, I'm going to come to you first because you were a bit like, oh God, New Zealand again. I mean, what uh, what are your thoughts on the Autumn Internationals and who we're playing? Well, I mean. It's it's generally the same big two or three nations every autumn, which, all right, you know, as in terms of like a money spinning event for the Welsh Rugby Union to reinvest the money back into the game, okay, fair enough. But it's like, why do we always play the All Blacks first up? Mm. You know, they are coming off the back of their rugby championship season. Mm. They, you know, they've been together as a squad for a couple of months, played against the likes of Australia, South Africa. They're battle hardened. Whereas, where, as our players have just played against like Zebra and and like Connaught and Edinburgh, you know, mm. no disrespect, but that's not the same level as playing. No, I don't start this. I don't disrespect them again. No. <laughs> At least the advantage of playing New Zealand. In this autumn, at least it's in the international window, so we'll have our English-based yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, but I guess to Gaz's point, I mean, you are right, Mike. But to Gaz's point, we'll have our English players, but we would have only had them for a few days. Um, you can't gel much in in a few days, can you? I mean, you mentioned it yourself, Mike. It, it was either last week or the week before. You know, um, 
Wales needs, you know, proper um, preparation time. I might be uh, our special guest Nathan, who who mentioned it a couple of weeks ago about, you know, why, yeah, you know, for, for for, I know we were stating Pivac, but for Pivac to have a chance of getting these players to mould and gel together, they need to be in camp for you know several weeks before. They start playing tests, you know, like like in a World Cup, you know, you're you're together for like a month before um, your your first game or whatever. And I I know this isn't a World Cup; they're just friendlies. But is it really a friendly when it's Wales, New Zealand, and we haven't beaten them since the fifties? I mean, going back to Gaz's point, at least make it the last game so Wales could have built up to it and have some sort of fluidity and you know consistency with each other. Again, I'm a on my soap. I'm on my soapbox now, though, a little bit, because the way Pivak plays the team anyway, it, it wouldn't matter if we played New Zealand first or last. You'd probably still put out a brand new team <laughs> <laughs> against New Zealand anyway. Oh, sorry, that's my soapbox. I'd just like to mention at this time that if there's any media outlets <laughs> that pick up on the points that we pick up on, then then they know where to come to 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 pass funds our way because it's interesting that a few things we talk about a couple of days later normally yeah. end up and I'm not going to name the uh, the news outlets but they normally seem popped up on social media or or variations of what we said so but at least give us a like them. at least give us a like and share give us a like buy us a couple tickets and we'll record live from the from the stadium and uh, we'll we, we'll even tag you in it. And 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 if you want us to work for you as well, you know we can write your articles because you you seem to copy us anyway. So you know we'll cut out the middleman, isn't it? Um, We're looking at you, Wales Online. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle, guys. I love that. It's his eyebrows when he did it as well. <laughs> I tell you what, for the next podcast, I'm I am gonna shave my my uh, eyebrows off. Do it, do it on the podcast. I say. Oh yeah. <laughs> you might actually have some listeners then. We do a live. We do a video stream. I have some watches. And all. So, New Zealand guys, the the the, the tickets are um, one hundred and five pounds. But well, the most expensive ones are one hundred and five pounds. So the to so the WI, you haven't listened to our pod. Um, because if they had, you know, if they would only charged a hundred pound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, hundred and five pound this year as well, with the cost of living going up. You know, energy, diesel, food, council tax, you know, national insurance, things like that. They must be tripping if they think that people. I, I'd be amazed if they. I mean, they might do because it's New Zealand. That's why they're doing it. But this year because of the things I just said, I don't think they'll sell that stadium out at £105 a ticket. Would you, pay, would you pay that, Mike? I know you said that's the only team you'd pay three figures for, but £105 when, like, going back to Gaza's point, when the reality is Wales are probably going to get smashed because Wales wouldn't have really been training together for long at that point, um, whereas New Zealand would be on the back of the rugby championship and etc. I mean... Yeah, just the supporting your team, and then it's just going and get watching them get absolutely drubbing. What watching a drubbing? I mean, hundred and five pounds. No, thank you. No, I, I, I wouldn't. Um, I don't know whether it's just because of current performance, 
I mean, if if I thought there was a chance that they could win, I would possibly pay it because that could be that one moment in history of where were you when Wales won their first match in 50-odd years against New Zealand. But on current form, no, I wouldn't. But I've just been thinking. I've just been thinking what you've been talking because we are actually now doing the podcast. I'm wondering if we can get press accreditation to get in there. I leave you sort of that out, mate. I'll bring you know, my you uh, camera. So Don't bring I'll your camera. You never get it to work. Sports for photographer. Your camera. You can never <laughs> turn it on. Oh no! I think he's on his, his proper camera now, not his. Uh... Ah, oh, okay. In that yeah. case, yeah, yeah. Bring that and bring your eyebrows, mate. We'd be laughing. Yeah, you'd be fine. <laughs> but um, I think um, yeah, I I I, I don't think that. What would be interesting if we beat South Africa in July, three games to zero, then maybe I'd consider it. <laughs> but um, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'd, I'd much pref- I'd much prefer to save my hundred and five pound, go to the pub with you guys, or go to one of our houses yeah. and. Buy some food, buy some drink, yeah. and 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 then not have to worry about transport in and out as well. Yeah, yeah, and not have to stand up every two minutes for someone needing to go go to the toilet, and I yeah. wouldn't have to explain the rules to anyone. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't have to be you know in and amongst junior citizens or anybody like that, senior citizens. Mm-hmm. And, like that. and I'd be and it'd be nice and warm. It'd be be a bit warm. Yeah, sat in the stadium in, in November. So yeah, so I, th- I think I think it's probably going to be a a watching it from the sofa. Yeah, I mean yeah. we 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 um we talked throughout the Six Nations and after the Six Nations about how the World Cup actually isn't that far away. Obviously, we've got the tour to South Africa in July, um, and then you've got the Autumn Internationals, and then you've got the Six Nations, and that's it. Apart from mm-hmm. some summer friendlies or summer warm-up games, that's it then. So actually, you know, these autumn internationals are quite big. If we only beat Georgia in these autumn internationals, um, so let, let's say right, um, which is quite realistic, that we uh, lose every test to South Africa, um, and then in the autumn internationals, still still Pivak at the helm, um, we only beat Georgia. Say, right? Do we then stick with him? Do we then think, well, you know, it's even less than 12 months now before the World Cup. So, you know, it's a bit, now is not the time to make a change. Or do we think, no, actually, we've got to make a change now to have any chance of getting out of the group? I think we would have to look at making a change. If we didn't, if we lost 3-0 in South Africa and we didn't compete in any of the games, like if we lose, if we lose 3-0 and we lose 3-0, like 1921 or something like that, and only yeah. beat Georgia. I would say, I would ex- I would expect a close game with Argentina. I'd expect to beat Georgia. Um, but if we had the close games at South Africa, I'd say no. We're obviously moving in the right direction. If we don't, unfortunately, we would have to make a change, and we would have to sacrifice. Next year's Six Nations, almost as a getting ready for the World Cup. I think mm. that would be the only way. Um, and as a nation, we would have to understand that this Six Nations is five games left until the World Cup. And we need 
to get our right people in place and we need the right players there. So we would have to look at not even but worrying even if we finished fifth or sixth in there. Because he would have to he would have to be using the time he the coach would have to be using that time to develop. Mm. And I know I know that seems like a throwaway comment, basically using the Six Nations as a development game. But with only that close to the World Cup, I think you would have to. So uh, on the back of what you just said, right? This is what I'm going to finish with, right? So we talk about Pivac could be saying he's building a uh, building for the future. He's building for the World Cup. You're saying there that we would. If that was the case, or if it's the case that we get, you know, drubbing by South Africa and have an unsuccessful autumn, then that Six Nations next year is a bit redundant. Um, here's a list. Here's a few youngsters, right? And I just want want both of you just really quickly just to say whether or not they should be on the plane to South Africa. Yeah. So Sam Costello. Yes. Gaz. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think he should be in the squad. I'm not saying he's star, that, of course not, but I don't think he's there yet. But I think he, we get him the experience now and get him the experience of going against the, the world champions, you know, for three games. Yeah. Um, what about, um, what about, and I think he's playing tomorrow. Um, what about Ryan Conbier, the wing for the Scarlets? I would say. Yes, only because I think Josh Adams is going to be out of the tour, so so that's one less. Theo Kamango, though, guys. Too soon for him. Okay, I would I would say I would say no. No to Ryan Cambia. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, he's going to score a hat trick tomorrow now, just despite you. I think we've got I think we've got enough cover in there. We've got enough players in Uh, in uh, wing positions. Okay. Tom Rogers, now bear in mind, you just what you just said, Mike, about wings. No, not for me. I'm, I'm not so sure. Okay. So, so I have to say no. What about um, Harry Deeves for the Ospreys? At open side. Again, it's the back row, uh, which like we do have a lot of good flankers. Um, I, I think. Like I... No, but a no for me. It, it's a no. I think. I think we're too. Ble- I mean, who would you? Who would you take out? I mean, we've got. You, you've got Navidi, Wainwright. I know Moriarty's just had a quite a serious injury, mm. um, but you've still got Falatal. You've got Tane Basham. Mm-hmm. You know who? 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 Who do you leave? Yeah, Tane Basham is going to be on my list. Uh, he's going. He's. I, I told you yeah. he was my pick of the last year's autumn internationals. And yeah. I think I think he's going to be he's going to be one for the future there. Here's one for here's one for you. Um, what about Yon Lloyd? Yes. Mike. Yes. I I think so. I um I I criticised him a couple of years ago uh, for his, his defence really, and I and I felt he was a bit too small. And I hate it. I hate to say that because obviously like Shane Williams was small, but. You know, and he was, he always says, I was told I was too small to play rugby, etc. And you know, he's one of the greatest Welsh rugby players ever. But he was, I, I think, Yon Lloyd's even like skinnier and smaller than Shane Williams, um, like built wise. But 
I think he's 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 playing some really good uh, rugby for Bristol, so I'd give him another chance now. Um, and and he is someone who can just turn something out of nothing. Um, so maybe maybe someone to to give a chance to. What about Ben Carter? Because you're quite a fan of him, aren't you, guys? Yeah, um, I'd definitely take him on the mm. tour. Um, you know, because it's it's going to be a tough tour. Um, mm. Probably, you know. Touring South Africa is up there with, with touring New Zealand in terms of probably the two hardest places to tour. Um, and there's no better place for a, a young lock to get his rugby education than out in South Africa, to be fair, because South Africa produce world-class locks. Mm. So... You yeah, know, it's a good shout. I, you know, I'm I'm not saying he starts the tests, but just to be in that environment, potentially mm. even just coming off the bench for like the last ten minutes of each test, you know, he's going to learn a hell of a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ah, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Any uh, any other um, mentions or? Shout outs or sports stories we want to go over tonight. Can can I just say, and I don't know if you lads both know this, but I did put out on Twitter um any questions or comments for tonight. Um, and we've had the grand total of zero. Um, but I also did put out there that if anyone would like us to Two try weeks and, now. I know. <laughs> if anyone would like us to try and take part and fail in a sporting challenge to let us know and get in touch with us. And you'd be glad to know that no one has at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I've kind of left myself open there. So I'm, uh, I'm a little bit concerned that I've tweeted that because I wasn't thinking because I've been off work this week. So I was like, oh, I'm a bit bored. So I'll tweet something to just keep the podcast promotion going. And um, fortunately, no one's sort of taken up on that. So, so right, they, they, um, I don't know. One day when we're big time, they'll uh, they'll regret that. They will. They will. Anyway, lads, been a pleasure as always. Um, look forward to tomorrow. Next week, we'll uh, we'll we'll find something else to talk about. I'm sure. <laughs> but um, well, well, we might we might. Oh no, because I see no. I I'm not here next week. Remember? <gasps> I know. Um... I have to find someone to fill in for me. Well, it's Good Friday next uh, next week, yeah. so um, maybe we'll um, maybe we'll 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 have a week off. Uh, it depends. Maybe put a poll out or vote on Twitter BWDWK Pod, um, and and see if our listeners want us to do another podcast next week. If 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 they don't, then um, we'll 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 have a week's break. We'll have an Easter break, and then we'll come back roaring then the week after. So. Should, should we just take an Easter break anyway? Should we just take a? We haven't had a, we haven't had a break yet. We've been going for ten weeks. Yeah, let's do an Easter break. Let's let's call this, right? I'll tell you what, we'll call this the end of season one. And when we come back in a couple of weeks, that'll be the start of season two. Ooh, getting in America. We'll we'll be a podcast that hasn't just got a couple of episodes under our belt. We've now got a couple of seasons under our belt. There you go. We're there's, there's no there's no stopping us, lads. So we could put season one we, we can go back and do a season one highlight uh highlight show, can't we? Yeah, I'll go edit it and there's there's not many highlights. <laughs> a season one bloopers. I, I I disagree. We've had 
Georgia on, um, and uh, we've had Nathan, Nathan. on, and, and yeah, and yeah, Brian. Brian now. So there's been some highlights from season one, um, and I think one of our episodes got about forty plays. So you know, and that's that's separate plays as well. That's not me listening to it forty times in a week. That's you know forty different plays. So there we go. There you go. Can I just say, Gallif admitted to me he doesn't always listen to our podcast either. <gasps> Shocking. <laughs> I was two or three times. Anyway. I was listening to it at least once. I'm sure how sad I am now. So, Cheers. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. See you tomorrow, guys. It's good, that. That was good. <laughs>